Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com.
Page 76.
page 56.
whosoever will let him come. They come conditional grace from the Amen. Amen. Sing it, fair church.
preaching that it, it has come to my uh, thinking that a lot of times that uh, lost people don't want to come to the Lord because they won't want to give up what they have here on this earth. My friends, tonight, uh, uh, there's no reason to be, have that fear, right? Because God doesn't want your passport. God doesn't want your shotgun. God doesn't want your sports car. That's all He wants is your sin. He don't have any use for any of that other stuff, so He don't take care about it. He just wants to sin in your heart to be washed in His Son, Jesus Christ. Your bass boat? No, you don't have any use for it. You think he has any use for your shotgun if you like to go hunting? You don't have any use for that either. You drive a big fancy car or a big nice truck. We're country folks, we all have trucks. You think he has any use for that? You don't have any use for it. But he does have a use for your heart. Amen. And that's what he wants. He wants your heart. He doesn't want all your earthly stuff. You can have it as long as you do not put it above God. When you start putting your last book, your shotgun, your car, or truck before him, then that's when you get in trouble with him. Amen. You can keep it. Say I can leave here tonight and say it's been good to be here. I know 
Christian people is alive. Why do we see Christian people go to Walmart with a frown on their face, their heads bowed low? We should be joyful. We should be praising God every minute, every day for what He done for us. He saved our soul from hell that we will burn for eternity. Why should we go around with a frown on our face? We should be the happiest people in this United States. But God saved us from that place. Church of God. Oh, Matthew's not supposed to love just church Matthew. We're supposed to 
supposed to love everybody right. all the time. Right. Right. If you've got that love in your heart tonight, we ought to have to be setting chairs out in this church for the lost people in this valley to be coming to the house of God. You should be willing and wanting them to come. Because you love them. I'm afraid. Well, I'm afraid of, I see a lot of watch some TV sometimes on and, Sunday. And I see all these big churches that has thousands of people in Thousands, thousands, double thousands of people in them. I'm afraid the only thing that they're interested in is when the offering crate is passing around. They're not interested in what they ought to be doing, and that's going out in the community and, and having lost people to come in. They just want the numbers. That's all they're interested in. Preacher might get up and he might preach for 15 or 20 minutes. They're on TV for an hour. He preaches 15, 20 minutes. The rest of the time, they're begging for money. Now, don't get me wrong about that. The church has to have money to survive. That's, that's the way it is. Have to pay the light bill, gas bill, whatever. But the church has to have so much money to, to go. But to, to keep on paying and keep on paying, that it has less preaching and more begging for money. And my friends, tonight, in my book, that is wrong. They ought to all be interested in one thing, as we've already said, and that is to get the lost people and their community in this United States and the world saved before it's eternally to the That's right. You show me a church. You show me a church that has forgot what God intended for the church to be built for, and I'll show you a church that does not have the Spirit of God in it. Amen. If the Spirit's not in the church, it's not a church. Amen. If God is not in his church. It's not a church. It's just a place to come to meet. It's come a place for women to get all dressed up, men wear their big fancy suits to come in, drive in the Cadillac. It's not a church. It's people who sat back and flapped their wings and said, Hey, I go to this play one night. We had a thousand people come to worship. No, they're not worshiping. I'd rather be in a small church just like this that I can feel the Holy Spirit in my heart that I know God dwells here. He put this thing together. He made it happen. And I want to be in His presence wherever He's at. God will forgive you if ever sin 
that you've committed your life and he'll vote this is birds and he's just away. It's gone. It's forgot about. But yet we'll still see him. We're human. I'm human. Bill's human. Tom's human. We're all human. We're going to see him. Ain't no doubt about it. God knows that. God knows that. <coughs> and He knows that we would, are not perfect. So He sent an advocate. His son. To take our place. Hey, you know, God, Father, He sinned. He's asked for forgiveness for that sin. Let's throw it away. Let's forget it. I'm thankful that I have such a person on my side. Yes. You're on my side. Yeah. I don't know if he's on your side or not, but I know without a shadow of doubt, he's on my side. Amen. Yeah. Because I sin, I sin daily. But I know if I just get rid of my big-headedness and, and, and go to Him and bow down and pray and tell Him, Lord, I have messed up again. I have sinned against Your will. I have sinned against You. Will You forgive me? And He is just. He will do it every time. Now, I don't, don't get me wrong, folks, tonight. I try my level best to live where I think God wants me to live. I try. I fail. Yeah. I can get up in the morning and I can say, Lord, I'm not going to sin today. <laughs> and you know it ain't going to be wrong and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. That very day that I said, Lord, I'm not going to sin today. I'm going to live today like you want me to live. And it ain't long that I can be on my knees praying, saying, Lord, forgive me, I have sinned. The problem that we have, now listen, the problem that we have is we all do not want to come back to the altar. Yeah, Amen. Yeah. We're too pig-headed, we're too afraid, well, brother or sister or so-and-so is going to say, I wonder what they sinned about. That's not what it's all about, folks. Yeah. It's about keeping your heart pure that God can work through you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's right. Help us These four old boys, hey, brought this man to Jesus that was sitting. I preached this up here the other Sunday. A whole different place, but it's basically the same thing what happened. I'm going to have to preach it again, Robbie, somewhere else. I'm not through with it yet. And I preached it in your providence. The Lord just won't let me lay it down. I told my wife after we left up here that Sunday night, I've got to preach this again. But these four old boys brought this man to Jesus. They loved him. And the Bible don't say who he was to them. Yeah. Yeah. He maybe was a complete stranger. But these four old boys had enough love for this man that they knew 
faith to get him to Jesus, he would be healed. And my friend, it didn't matter what it took, what sacrifices they had to go through to get him to Jesus, they was going to get him back. Another place in the Bible says that the press was so much that they couldn't get him in through the door. So they carried him up on the roof. Now my friends tonight, I've seen pictures of these places and they this Places that he was, they was taken apart is built with mud, strong, heavy timbers. My friends tonight, it didn't make any difference if their hands bled from getting the hole in this roof. They was going to get him to Jesus, and that's how we should be without lost people out here in this world. It doesn't make care what it takes. We need to get them to Jesus. Amen. You have that desire in your heart tonight. Yep. You should have. That's right. You should have. We're going to have family members. We're going to have neighbors. That's going to go to that awful place. If you come tonight and you want to have one of the you want to hear a candy's coded message, and you might want to get up and go ahead and walk out the door. But I'm not one of those preachers. I'm going to tell you as strange as it is, there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of your loved ones, your neighbors that is going to spend eternity in hell if they don't hear a word from God, if their hearts not gripped by the Holy Spirit of God, they're going to spend eternity in hell. And if God has laid somebody on your heart that you need to go speak to or just put your arms around them and tell them that you love them, that you want to see them in church, if you don't do that, their blood, their eternity in hell is on your hands. It's not on mine. I told you the truth. It's not on mine. It's not on any of these preachers. I have enough faith in all these preachers that sit here tonight that they want to tell you the same story. So you're being, you've heard what needs to be done. So don't blame it on the preacher. Don't blame it on one of the deacons in the church to say, I didn't know that. That I was supposed to be doing that. No, you've heard it. You've heard it. Four, Matthew fourteen twenty seven. But straightway Jesus spoke to them saying, Be of good cheer. Now he mentioned that again. Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Now we've already preached about that once. And I hope you've heard every word of it. We shouldn't be afraid of what the devil can do to us. Now, did you hear me, church? We 
As Christian people, if you've been saved and washed in His blood, you don't have to fear the devil. You don't have to fear what's outside of these walls of this church. Because God is with you. He walks beside you. You can walk in His footsteps behind Him. God is always on your side. We do not have to fear whatever what's going on because God is with us. And never will leave us. He will never let you go so far that He cannot bring you back. I'm afraid there's a lot of church members that have laid down their arm. They took the breast shield off. They laid it to the side. They took their helmet off. They laid it to the side. They took their shield and laid it to the side. They pulled their sword out, which is the Word of God. They put their shield sword out and laid it to the side. And my friends tonight, if they do that, then they open the door for the devil to come in. And rob them of their good shield. And what does one purpose of the church need to do? And what they need to do is get that people back into the fold. We need all the help we can get. Every church, every primitive Baptist church, every Methodist church, every Church of God church, they need workers in the field to go out in the hedges and byway and get lost people to come to their house of God because I believe if we can get them through the door, then the Holy Spirit of God will do the rest. It's just our place to invite, 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 and get them in to the house of God. Got one more place we want to go to, and then we're going to close. Matthew seventeen seventeen. Then Jesus answered and said, "Oh, faithless, faithless, and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you?" How long shall I sit with you? Bring forth the hinge to me. Now Jesus was talking about this man had a, a boy that was possessed with the devil. The father asked Jesus, said, Why could the disciples cast the devil out of my son? This is what, what Jesus said. The disciples, the twelve men that followed him around for years, did not have enough of faith in them that they could deliver the devil out of this boy's life. Now think about that. Twelve men 
that he chose to follow him didn't have enough of faith in him after he told him to go out after seeing the miracles that Jesus had performed seeing the miracles that they performed when they went out but still yet they didn't have enough of faith that they could cast out the devil out of this young man I'm afraid that's where we're at this time of year, or this time of year, right now. We've laid our faith down. We have forgotten what Jesus done for us on the cross. I'll never forget this. Special time for me, and if you've been saved, it's a special time for you. Yeah. And I'll never forget, and I don't know exactly what I said or how I said it. Sister Jean, she may be dead, I don't know, don't care, I don't know, it doesn't matter what I said, but I know when I got up from there, there was a change made. All right. That's all that mattered to me. Yeah. yeah. It was a change made, not on the outer appearance, but there was a change made on the inner. That's what Now you can you can say, well, I, I, you know, I get all dressed up when I go to church and all of this. God don't care about any of that stuff. He don't care what you look like. You may be a hobo out here on the street, or you may be homeless. God still can save that person because He don't look at what's on the outside. You might be all pretty up, all dusty up. You may be wearing a meat stove or a big fancy suit. He can care less about what you look like on the outside. He's interested on what's on the inside. That's So God casted this devil, the devil out of this young man. <laughs> and he can do the same tonight for you. Yes, he can. Same God. Amen. Same God. We always said we serve one God. Yeah. Why? No other God. Of his name, just one. Amen. Amen. We serve one Jesus. It's through His blood. The only way that we can go to God is through Him. So we only serve one Savior. He's the same today, tonight. He's the same tonight as He was last night. He's the same tonight as He was the day before. God will not change. We change. Our God, we do the changing. Yeah. If He, back in Bible time, if He can cast the devil out of this young man, He can do the same today because He is 
the same today. Yes, amen. He can do it today. Yes, amen. Only difference is this father brought this young man to Jesus. Amen. Now, if he didn't bring him, if he didn't have enough faith in Jesus to bring him, he wouldn't have got the devil wouldn't have got passed out. The disciples didn't have enough of faith in them after being walking with Jesus to do it, but the Father had enough faith. He had heard enough. The same as you're in this Bible, you have heard enough. Yeah. Did you know what you need to be doing for God? Yeah. He had heard enough about this man called Jesus that if he could just get his son to him, then Jesus could do the work and do the rest. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm going to close tonight. Actually, each and every one is gathered here. Take a quick look into your heart. You and God are going to do that. You and God. No only one can do that. If you have if you confess to be a Christian, then your heart has been changed. But tonight, if you have an alt against a brother or a sister, if you have hate in your heart and you profess to be a Christian, you need to be up here tonight. Yeah. Amen. And getting that out of there. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It don't belong there. Right. Yeah. Anything that's not God doesn't belong there. Yeah. Yeah. You need to get it out. Yeah. You need to get it out. I need to get it out. We all need to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we're all too pig-headed or too high-mighty to do that. Yeah. Why? Simple question. Three letters. Why? Do you not remember, and we're going to close with this, do you not remember The day that you got saved, Amen. or the night that you got saved, that when you come up from that altar, the joy that you got in your heart. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I remember the best yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Right. The joy. That I had my heart when I got up from that altar. Do you still have that same joy tonight? 
You still have that same peace. I couldn't wait. <laughs> I couldn't wait to tell people what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to tell somebody. Amen. But what happened? Amen. But I'm afraid we have let the devils kind of sneak in like a Old serpents riding around. We let the devil sneak in. And he started stealing some of our joy. Some of our happiness. As we felt, as you felt when you got up on the altar. We should be feeling that all the time. We should feel that all the time. Because Jesus loved us enough that he saved our Old souls from hell. Amen. I didn't deserve that. Amen. I didn't deserve being saved. There ain't a person sitting here in this church tonight that served what Jesus Christ went through, had to go through on that old rugged cross that I could be saved. That I can stand here before you and tell you I have love in my heart. I have peace in my heart. I have joy in my heart. And it's because of what He done, not what I've done, but what He done for me. That's the only way that I can stand here before you tonight and say that. What I have. And I hope and I pray that it never, never, never goes on. Yeah. If you still have that joy in your heart tonight, if you don't, or if you're here and you don't know a thing of what I've been preaching about, make your way up here. Make your way up here. Don't worry about who's sitting beside you. Who's sitting on the other side of you? Who's sitting across here on this side of the church or on that side of the church? The main thing is that you get it worked out with God. Amen. Amen. The rest of it will be okay. Right. Don't worry about what people's going to say about you. If it, if, if there's a brother and sister sitting next to you and you get up and you come and you want to get things worked out between you and God, if they have anything to say, or if it even enters in the mind, they don't say, well, I wonder what they're going to pray for. They need to be the one up yeah. here to pray. Because they should have it in their heart the same as I have it in my heart. They need to get the sin under control. No matter what it takes. You need to ask for forgiveness. And if they say anything about what you're going for, or like I said, even think about it, then they're just as wrong as you sitting here tonight and keeping it inside. Yeah. It's none of your, anybody's business. It's none of my business. It's none of any of these preachers' business. It's between you and God. Yeah. It's between you and God tonight. I'm going to leave you with the same thing that I left you with Monday night. I wrote it down this time, so I could read it a little better. 
God will not fail you. God will provide for you. God will give you rest. There's a lot of people out here tonight, folks, they're not resting in our time. They're not resting. Maybe go to bed, maybe go to sleep, but they're not resting. You know why? Because they're going to spend eternity in hell. There's no peace. There's no peace in that. They maybe don't realize that they're not at rest. I'm at rest. I know where I'm going to spend eternity. I can have rest. I can have peace with that. God will strengthen you. That's what you heard tonight. He will leave with you. He will walk with you. He will suck with you. He will be with you. He'll never leave you. Never forsake you. Even if you're in a, a bad slip, a bad backsliding position right now, He is still with you. You can, if you've been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, you can't wash it off. Right. It's there forever. Now you might try to wash it off. You might try to push it under the uh, steps or something, though, but it's still there. Right? Whether you like it or not, it's there. So He's going to be with you from now on. That's all we've got to do is call upon Him. And last but not least, God loves you. Yeah. God loves you. He loved you enough that He sent His only begotten Son to die on an old rugged cross for His blood to be shed for you. I don't know of any other greater love than that. That's right. Amen. He did that for you and I. Yeah. That we could spend eternity with Him in heaven. Yeah, amen. No greater love. You can say you love your wife, your kids, your grandkids, even above that. It's above that. It's hard to explain. I, 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 I'm not smart enough up here to explain that to a lot of people. Just how much He loved us. It's unexplainable for me to, to tell somebody of just how much He loves each and every one of us. Not just a little bit, not just every once in a while, all the time. Yeah. 24-7, 365 days a year, He loves us. And He wants to see His children happy. Yeah. He does. As I said, if you come tonight and you want to hear a candy coated message, you didn't get it. And I found my God put on my heart at 4 o'clock this morning. Dude, I found my God 
told me to do. Now it's up to you to kind of what God has told you to do.
you, Lord. And I think every preacher that's here tonight can say the same thing. And we preach to get lost people saved, to get backsliders coming back to the Father. Yeah. Not because we want to scold you about it. Yeah. We don't. We're not in the scolding business. That's his business, yeah. not ours. Yeah, bless you, sir. But we preach this message that we preach because we love people. We love people. Jesus, God, loves the sinner. So we preach because we love you. Not out of bitterness. I don't, I don't have a thing against I, but, but As far as I know, I don't have a thing against anybody. Lord, forgive me if I do, but I don't think I do. That's why we preach the way we preach. It's because we love you. God loves you. Jesus loves you. He wants you to be happy in His with Him. Yeah. Still open. We're going to say one or two more verses, and then I'm through. I'm I'm ready to go back across the mountain. Get ready. Get ready for
And there's nothing in this world that you'll ever come across that will equal what Jesus can do. And that's what we come to remember and glorify. Now, I asked Austin, his family come. Austin's the first cousin. They come to St. Force tonight, but we'll put you off one more time to another time. It's getting late. But it's good to be here. Now, the thing I want to get across to you is we've heard a lot of preaching about the church. When the church gets right, things yeah. start changing. Yeah. And how that's going to happen is by prayer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have a prayer room that we've started here, you know, with every one of our services, and that's good. But the reason we're having the services we're having here is not anything to do with what we've done in the prayer room here. It's what's been done over the past few months. And I think it's very important that we continue to do that. You know, we continue to pray. We continue to work together. We continue to support one another and magnify and glorify Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus. Jesus can do everything. There is no sinner so hard that He can't break down. There is no sin that He can't overcome. If we'll just glorify and magnify His name, things will happen. Somebody have a testimony in your heart for this means. I'd like to testify for just a minute. Um, God has put things in very, very simple things for me to understand. And if Ronnie and I are both live till June, we'll be married 52 years. And if there's anything Ronnie likes on television, it's those old westerns. And two years, trust me, I have watched a lot of old westerns. Now, if you've got a really good western movie going on, you are going to the bar type. I mean, that every one of them, you have got a bar time. And as I was going across the mountain last night, it just, it was so funny, it was just like it opened up. And you got the two people stand up, and they get a disagreement, and we got in this big fight. And you've got a bunch of them that grab their beers and they back up against the wall, way as far as they can get. And they're happy to just to stand and watch it, what's going on. Mm-hmm. They're not getting hurt, they're not getting anything, but they are back against that wall, taking care of themselves. And then you've got the old comic in his old boots, and he is up against the bar, next to the bottles on the bar, and he's fighting the air, and he's kicking, and he's hollering, and he's swallowing, and he's wanting everybody to go right on. But he's not down there fighting. He's standing back. He's closer than the ones on the bar, but he's up there closer. And somebody finally throws the man over to him, and he picks up that bottle, and he knocks him in the head. And his, his life changes at that point. He is no longer just a spectator. He has been involved. Mm-hmm. And we have so many people in our churches anymore that are not wanting to even be involved. They're going to be the spectator against the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got the main fight going on in the middle of that floor. And yeah. they are fighting to the death. They are just absolutely fighting mm-hmm. their eyes. And the poor little poor old man will get picked up, throw out that glass window, and he'll get the street. And he what he does, he jumps right back up. Mm-hmm. And he takes a swan line and right back on those guys' side. You know what it's called? It's called commitment. Yeah. And you know what our churches are missing? Yeah. We are missing commitment. Yeah. Those people that are lined against the wall, they put me in mind of the ones that play the church where they were sitting. They're not lukewarm. They're not anything. They're lukewarm. They're not hot. They're not cold. They're just there. Right. You know, I was there. I can remember a lot of years ago, I got really, really discouraged, and I still get discouraged sometimes. I don't think as Christian people, we cannot get discouraged sometimes. 
But I had decided I was one person and there was nothing I could do to change anything. Mm -hmm. So I was just going to sit down, one person, just going to sit on my little stool back there on the wall and I was doing nothing. And you know, God has a way of opening up better eyes and letting you see the techniques. I have to have simple things. And I'm driving down the road going home and Squire Parsons had written a new song called One Voice. You ever heard it? Yeah. I'm gonna to try to sing part of it. It just it's a it's just simple. But one of the saddest verses I think in the Bible is I begin to read in Jeremiah. It says that the harvest is past, the summer's gone, and we are not the same. That is such to me is such a sad, sad verse. That we're spending our time not committed. Not trying to get out of here and get the hell lost. We're content to stand up against the wall. Not get battered, not get bruised, not get anything. But just be there. Just make a, a team. Do our thing and walk off. I wish that we could all be like the fray in the middle of the floor. And just be fighting truth and now. Because people, that's what it's going to take. Yeah, we're coming down to the point in time. Amen. I've never seen anything like it. There's things going on in life right now that my mother has never heard of. I can remember asking me what certain things were that she had been seeing that she had never heard of. And now we're dealing with it on the day. I want to try to sing this little short song. It's not very long. Think about your life. Think about your commitment. How far on how committed are you Christ? We're not going to get anything done unless we get somebody ready to wait in. Be Thank you. 
And it took him probably two years after I got saved before I could let it go. But he gave me the ability to forgive. And, you know, without Christ, that's an impossibility. I would have hated that person for the rest of my life. But through grace and the recognition of he forgave me, and he has called me to forgive because he forgave me. And so I'm just so thankful for that. that it does, you don't have to be in a church to be saved. Now, if the Lord's dealing with you, be saved. But it doesn't have to be here. It's wherever He comes to you. He's true loss. So if you need to be saved, don't turn away. It's the best decision you'll ever make. I've never regretted it. I've never regretted it. And I love you tonight. And I just, I just praise His holy name. Someone else. Thank you. I want to say something tonight. This man means the world to me. Me and Earl used to be the weakness held under him once. <laughs> but I'm so true, right? We drank all the moonshine you can think about, run them mountains, couldn't When I heard he got saved, I got saved, and he got saved. God can save me and him. He can save anything. I'm telling you, this man and me, I know this man we rode was raised together. We was as close as being an atheist as any man could be. And God came down. And when I stood here and say, he heard him say, I'm saved. If God can save me and him, he can save I'm going to tell you something. You're not too bad. Yeah. You don't have many, so many conditions that God can save you. Yeah. What a joy to worship with this man. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Boy, I tell you, it's a blessing to me. Yeah. I love you. Love you. <laughs> Someone else.
And she was just, she was really bad. Mike just got her arms, put her hands down there, and he said, Honey, I hate to tell you, you're having a baby. And you make the perfect one. And there's just one perfect baby. And this ain't it. And I thought, Lord, I think he's the one. Is he the one for me? And he said, Come on. And it was wonderful. I thought, well, he don't, he don't know about me. I mean, he don't know nothing about me. But you know what? God gave him to me. It worked out. And every day I thank God for prayer being answered. And, you know, I had to take care of my mother for so long with the Alzheimer's. And that was a real wake-up call for me because I thought, when they told me about Mama, you know what I thought? What about me? What about me? It's all about me. No, it wasn't. But I could never find, I couldn't find the answer to why I had to go through this. Why Mama had to go through this. It was, it was really hard for me. And I got down on my face in my kitchen floor one night. And I said, God, you've got to help me. I can't make it without you. You're the only one that can hold my hand for this. And I kept praying that my mother would know me one time. And about a week before she died, I fed her. And I started to leave the room. And she said, Jeannie, Lee in. I turned around and I thought, what? She was dead. She was blind. I said, Mom. And I didn't say Mom. I said, what? And she said, you're Jeannie. I said, yeah, I'm Jeannie. She said, I love you, Jeannie. I just dropped the tray of food, what was left in her floor. And I went over to her, and she patted my hair. And you know what? I prayed. I said, thank you, God. You adventured enough to clear for me. That my mom knew me one time before she passed away. But the wonderful thing is that when I get to heaven, I'll see her again. Everybody's going to be all right. But I thank God for being with me all these years, the good and bad and the ugly. He's taken care of me and he's blessed me. I'm just so thankful that he saved my soul. And one night before, I was down here in Chilhunter Lake after my divorce. Things were so bad for me. I was going to kill myself. I was going to go right in that water and drown myself. I said, God, I don't know what else to do. Where are you? I need you. I am so terrible. Can you ever forgive me? And it's like an angel comes down beside me and puts their arms around me and said, I love you, Jeannie. I'm dying for you. Please don't do this. And I said, I ain't going to do it, Lord. I know you love me. And I got up from there and I said, with your help, Things are going to get better for me, Lord. And as long as you're with me, I don't care. Right. You're the only one that matters to me. Thank you. Somebody else? The most powerful thing that you have is your personal testimony. Yeah. That's what the Lord did for you. Yeah. Yeah. All minds are clear. Go pray and cover.